Hi, everybody, and welcome again to another episode of the Extraordinary Talk Show. Happy Monday. I hope that you guys are excited as I am that it's Monday. I used to say that I always felt that Monday was the hardest day of the weekend. I don't say that anymore because I love Mondays. I used to have the attitude that I could only enjoy myself on weekends, that I was only permitted to enjoy myself on weekends, and that Monday meant all of the enjoying was over. I refuse to live that way. I am not about to tell, let anything tell me what days I get to be happy and what days I don't get to be happy because I choose to be happy every day. I want to start you off this week, guys, with just a, a short, small, funny story that happened to me, a little thing I manifested this week. I could not find my mail keys. I had to check the mail. I wanted to check the mail and I could not find my mail keys. I knew when I checked the mail last and I had checked all of the regular places where the mail keys would be and I could not find them. I didn't get stressed out about it. I just said kind of out loud, help me find those keys. And then I trusted that the universe had my back and I went on about my day. Here's a thing about manifesting is the only thing that you have to do, the only action that is required of you is to follow the nudges that are kind of like divine prompting, right? The little things that you get a little thought in your head that, oh, it would be a good idea to go do this right now. Well, during that day, it seemed like it was a good idea for me to do laundry. And normally that's not something that you would think of as something that you would look forward to or that it would make you feel good. But the idea of getting some laundry completed made me feel good. So since that idea felt good, I followed that idea. And as I was throwing some clothes into the laundry, a little rock fell out of something. I know it was my pants pocket because that's where my husband carries this little rock. It's a little black rock about this, a centimeter in diameter and it's his gratitude rock. And he carries, he has a couple different ones that he carries, but that little black one, he usually carries it in his front pocket. And the funny thing is when I was throwing all that stuff into the washing machine, that little gratitude rock fell out of, I didn't know which pair of pants, but it fell out and it landed on the white spinner center in the middle of the washing machine. I still have a top load washing machine. I kind of like it. And the white spinning thing in the center, the rock fell right on top of it and stayed there, which was really odd as I'm throwing clothes in and kind of making a mess of things. And I'm not caring about keeping anything neat, obviously, but that rock fell out of a pocket, landed on that white center thing and stayed there. And for me, that was a little moment. And I noticed these moments all day long, but that was a little moment of the universe kind of tapping on my shoulder and going, hey, Della, we love you. We got your back. And whenever those moments happen, I try to just stop whatever I'm doing for a second and smile and sometimes laugh out loud and just say, hey, I got the message. Message received. Thank you. And so that's what I did. I was like, that's crazy that that rock would fall out and land right there. Obviously, that wasn't, to me, that does not feel accidental. To me, that feels coincidental. And a coincide is not an accident. Coincidence is when two things perfectly align. So to me, that was a perfect coincidence, an intentional coincidence. And it made me laugh. And then I thought, huh, I wonder. And I grabbed the first pair of pants that were there in the open washer. They were still dry. And I 
reached my hand into the very first pocket and I pulled out the mail keys. I didn't search. I didn't go through every single pair of my husband's pants, which is probably where I should have looked because I looked in all of mine and I couldn't find the mail key in my pants. But the very first pocket that I reached into had the mail keys. And I feel like the little gratitude rock was kind of a guide, maybe a prompt to follow a nudge to reach into a pocket. And that's all it took. Grabbed one pair of pants, reached into the pocket, and there the keys were. So that was a fun little thing for me. I'm getting ready, believe it or not, to wrap up talking about the law of attraction. We still will talk about it because everything else that we talk about on this show plays into the law of attraction one way or another. But I want to kind of bring things down and narrow them down to really help you fine tune what you're doing to help your manifesting. I want to start with talking about some of the words that I use. I use the word the universe. I like the word the universe. It's what fits for me. That doesn't mean that that word fits for you. And you may even struggle listening to me hearing Della talk about the universe and the universe does this and the universe loves me. And that might sound a little weird to you. If you don't like that word, find another word that suits you. Another word that you might like would be God or source or spirit or the undefinable. Because when I talk about the universe, it's hard for me to define all of the things that that means to me when I say it. And I don't want to define it too much because what it means to you might be different. And I want you to follow your intuition, not mine, or maybe both. Another word that I like to use is inner self. There are also other words for this. So you may prefer a different term. Some other terms that you might have heard that might feel familiar or resonate with you might be things like inner being or higher self or your deep consciousness or the still small voice. There's a lot of different words for that. It all comes down to your intuition that is a result of your connection to your higher power. And that intuition, that connectedness is critical for successfully manifesting anything. And that's one of the reasons why I tell you guys to meditate. Because when you meditate, it helps you connect to that inner being. Another term that's really important when you're talking about law of attraction is belief systems, or another word for that is paradigms. You might also think of this as your subconscious operating systems. Excuse me. So when all of us have implanted in our brains by the time we're seven years old, a series of belief systems, patterns that we believe are true about the world, and based on those patterns that we believe about the world, we're telling the universe, this is what we believe, and therefore the universe gives us more of that. For example, if you are taught before you're seven years old that money is the root of all evil, and now when you're 30, you're trying to manifest, and you're really struggling, it might be because you still have the belief system, the paradigm, the subconscious operating system that believes that money is the root of all evil. Therefore, if you have money, you must be evil too. And that belief, that paradigm is going to prevent you from manifesting wealth. Because you cannot have a belief that money is the root of all evil and also believe that it would be a wonderful, good thing for you to get money. So a lot of successfully manifesting is recognizing where your paradigms 
do not match the paradigms that you're trying to manifest. And we're going to talk about that. When it comes to manifesting, there's basically two steps. Really at the very, very simplest, rudest core. Well, if I was going to give one step, I would say if the only one thing, the only one instruction you want to follow in order to use the law of attraction intentionally to benefit you would be be happy. The one term I could use is be happy. And if that's all you ever learn about the law of attraction, that's the core of it. That's that's the root and that's how it works. Next. And that's why I say be happy as much as you can, as often as you can, as long as you can, as much as you can. Um, but if we were to talk about it in a slightly more complicated manner, we would say, okay, there's two steps. Ask and receive. It's not that hard, right? You ask for something. In every moment of every waking being, you are aware of the things that you like and the things that you don't like and the things that you want more of and the things that you want less of. And in those moments where you're aware of what you like and what you don't like, you're already sending requests to the universe of what you want more of. What's important is that you ask correctly because if you're thinking, I want to get out of debt, I want to get out of debt, I want to get out of debt, what the universe is hearing is you want debt. They didn't hear the get out of part. All that they hear is the vibration that you are sending off of this vibration of being in debt. And so you get more of that. That's clearly not what you want. So you need to ask carefully and clearly. So if you're asking for money, Ask for it for why you want it and keep it light, keep it easy, keep it simple. We're going to talk more. Keep your request simple, specific, and then leave it there. I didn't wander around my house all day going, where's the mail keys? Where's the mail keys? Where's the mail keys? I don't see them yet. They must not be here. They must not exist. I can't see them. I I don't know where they are. They must not be here. I'm never going to find them. That was not what I did. I said, I need some help finding the mail keys. Help me find the mail keys. And I left it at that. I was clear. I was specific. I was concise. And then I stopped obsessing over it because I'd already sent my, requ- my request and my desire. The way that I could have blocked that is if I'd walked around all day going, where's the mail keys? Where's the mail keys? Where's the mail keys? Because in my looking for them and not seeing them, what I'm telling myself, my brain, and what my vibration is sending out is those keys are not here those keys do not exist here. If they did, I would have found them by now. And so in doing that, I'm sending the message to the universe, you cannot show me these mail keys because they're clearly not here. So I didn't do that. I skipped that whole step. All I did was, in fact, it's better if you skip that step. I just asked for them and then I went about my day. Another thing that's important is you got to remember that there's often a period of incubation in between asking and receiving, which is why if you've ever thought about how much fun it would be to ride an elephant... Like right now, you're probably thinking about an elephant because I said elephant, but an elephant did not just appear in the room with you. Be grateful for that. That's why we're glad that there's an incubation period because now you're going to stop thinking about an elephant because I'm not going to talk about it anymore. And then the universe will go, well, well, you were talking about an elephant, but we're not feeling that vibration from you anymore. So, okay, I guess we'll let that go. If you were still wanting to ride that elephant and maintain that idea and that belief and Even if after you ask for it and say, hey, I want to ride an elephant, then you just let that belief sit in the back of your mind and you don't worry about it. You don't wobble on it. You don't push on it. 
you don't ask too many questions about when this is going to happen or why hasn't it happened yet. You just go, you know what? I'm going to ride an elephant. Someday soon, I'm going to ride an elephant. And I bet you if that was really what your desire was, you might ride an elephant. In fact, I'm actually sitting here wondering if because I'm talking about this, if I am now very soon in my life going to ride an elephant just because I talked about it with you guys. And I actually do think that'd be a lot of fun. That's something I've never done before. So allow, after you ask, allow for a period of incubation and then it's time to receive. So if you've asked and you've allowed for your period of incubation and it still hasn't appeared in your life, there's a reason why. And the reason why is probably that you are offering some level of resistance. Just like how I talked about if I walked around the house and went, where's the keys, where's the keys, where's the keys all day, that offers resistance. And even though the universe has heard me ask for the keys, what it's now hearing is me stating my belief that the keys aren't there. And it clearly cannot show me the keys if I'm stating a belief that they're not there. So I just had to not think about it. And that can be tricky, but this is one of the ways where you get better and better and better at manifesting over time because you get practice. Don't think that if you can't manifest at the snap of your fingers right now today that it's over for you. It just means you need practice. Using the law of attraction intentionally is like anything else. It takes practice to get really good at it. And even though it's something that you're doing all day, every day, whether or not you intend to, that doesn't mean that you're any good at it. There's a lot of people out there who drive all day, every day, and it doesn't mean that they're any good at it. If you want to get good at it, you have to practice. And in doing that, you must focus on the things that you want to get better at. Here is the main, main key. If there is resistance... What that means is that you are at one vibration and the thing that you want is at another vibration and those two things, those two vibrations are not matching. If you can match your vibration to the vibration of the thing that you want, then it will appear. And I know that sounds like magic, but I'm not joking. It's not fiction, it's physics. And there's a quote, Similar to that, that is often attributed to Albert Einstein, but it actually wasn't him that said it. And I can't remember who was said it, who did say it, but he said, all you have to, everything is frequency. Frequency is everything. Remember the law of attraction is secondary to the law of vibration. Everything vibrates. Everything is energy. Match your energy to the things that you want and it cannot not happen. That sounds so simple that when I heard that the first time, it aggravated the crap out of me because it sounded way too easy. And in my life, it was not happening that easily. Let me say it another way. You can have, do, be, or experience anything. But first, you must become the person to whom those things can happen. Now, does that mean that in order to make a million dollars a year, you must become a CEO with a million dollar salary? That's one way to do it, but it's not the only way to do it because you can match that frequency before you have the thing. In fact, that's how it works. It's like if you, if you say, hey, I'm cold. As soon as I warm up, I'll go turn up the thermostat. That doesn't work. The thermostat isn't going to warm you up until you get up and go turn it up. If you look in the mirror and tell your reflection to smile at you, 
It's not going to smile at you until you smile at it first. But as soon as you create that smile on your face, the reflection in the mirror does the exact same thing. It won't do it without you. Also note that everything that's in your life right now, everything that is manifesting for you on a daily basis is already actively manifesting based off of the vibration that you are sending out. And if you don't like the things in your life, you need to raise your vibration to a higher level to match the things that you would like in your life. We've talked the last couple of weeks about your scale, your negative 10 to positive 10 scale of where you feel. How you feel matters. There's three really, really critical things that you have to work on in order to match the vibration. Those things are, pay attention, your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions. Those three are critical. And if you can get all of those three things in agreement of the thing that you want, it cannot not happen. Talking about thinking, feeling, and emotions, you might say that that's the same thing. Yes and no. They combine to be the same thing. They can be at the same frequency. You can have a thought that is in matching frequency of a feeling, which is in matching frequency of an emotion. And that, my friends, is perfect. That's where manifestation happens instantly. That is still something that I am working on. I have it in moments, but not all the time. And one thing that I understand is as I manifest, I must change my vibration. And we talked about your paradigms and your belief systems. Your paradigms and belief systems are directly connected to your frequency. And if you have, for example, a belief system that money is bad, that money is evil, that you can't get into heaven if you have money, that's your paradigm, that's your belief system, and that offers out a vibration of limited money. Do you understand? So if you want to raise your vibration, you have to change your paradigm and change your belief to believe that money is beneficial. Money is good for you. Money allows you to help other people. Money allows you to show God how giving and loving and generous you are to others. And also remember too that not having money does not serve the world. If you had money, you would help others. You would donate. I mean, maybe you'd spend most of it on yourself and great, but then you'd have that much more money to give to others, to tip your waitress better, to do all of those things. And wouldn't it be wonderful if if you could bless the world with all of that money? And remember too, one of the best things that you can do to help the poor, some people think they don't want to get money and it's in their paradigm because all of their friends and all of their family are poor. And if they got money, then they would raise kind of out of their the people that they love. And so they let go of that manifestation that might actually happen for them because they would rather stay poor around the other poor people. Here's what you have to know if you want to change that belief. The best thing that you can do for poor people is to not be one of them. Abraham Hicks says all the time, you cannot be poor enough to help the other poor people. You cannot be hungry enough to help the other hungry people. You cannot be sad enough to help the other sad people. You cannot be drunk enough to help the other drunk people. If someone needs your help, you have to find a different way of helping them than how they got into the problem. My friend Cody says all the time that 
thinking that got you into this problem is not the thinking that you need to get you out of this problem. How you got into this problem and how you get out of this problem are two entirely different things. You cannot solve a problem with the same vibration that caused the problem. So you must change your vibration. So you have to tip your scale. Meaning if I ask you how you feel about money and you vibrate at maybe a negative six, if thinking about money, just the thought of money or the thought of your own finances makes you feel like a negative number, you have to tip that scale and slide that vibration over to the positive side. Because if you are in debt and you want abundance, then you're probably vibrating at like a negative five and what you want is a positive eight. You've got to get your vibration from the negative five to the positive eight. There are ways you can do that instantaneously. Among those is meditating and connecting to your inner source. That's one way. In fact, that's one of my favorite ways because your inner source knows exactly what vibration the things are at that you want. And if you can connect to that, it's the easiest way to get there. Thinking about the three things I was talking to you, thought, feeling, emotion. Thought is in your brain. Emotion is really just emotion. And the feeling is the physical feeling. So here's the thing. If you want to win the lottery, what you want to do is sit down in a chair or bed or wherever's comfortable and think about what it would feel like to win the, the lottery. Have the emotions of what it would be like to win the lottery and have the physical feeling of what it would be like to win the lottery. And if you can completely integrate thoughts, feelings, and emotions, brain, emotion, physicality all together, that's how you get there. That is the best way. The quickest way, the fastest way to get what it is that you want is to match the feeling, thought, and emotion of what that thing will feel like. How do you do that? Well, you do it through meditation is one way, but you also have to guide your thoughts. I mean, you're not going to sit in meditation 24 hours a day. So when you're not meditating, you have to keep your thoughts still in the same path that you want them to be. Your subconscious programming wants to take you back to that negative five vibration. And you got to realize, I don't want to be there. And I don't mean fight it. Don't fight that vibration because the more you fight that vibration, the more you're going to get that vibration. Just ease away from it. Think of the things that make you feel that negative five. Think of the, the way you feel in your stomach. And that's what I mean by the feeling. You know when you get that gut feeling when you've got a bill due? That's probably a pretty negative feeling on your scale. Here's a, here's a trick. Don't think about it. Or think about it for as short as you have to. So instead of pondering and pondering and pondering over that bill that's due and that bill that's due and what are you going to do and when is it due? And just when you put it out of your mind altogether and when you're ready, sit down, address that bill, pay it, do whatever you need to, call them and talk to them or, or whatever so that you can now say, I've done everything I can about that thing and move on. And there's a special thing that happens there, and that's called surrender. You have to understand that just by being who you are, you deserve everything. One of the biggest flawed paradigms that you have is thinking that you have to do something in order to be worthy for this stuff to matter for you. 
you're wrong. You don't have to do anything. You already are a fragment of the source that all that is. You were born with everything. And guys, you're not even believing me when I'm telling you this. You might think that you're believing me, but what I mean is that there's so much more to it than you're getting. When you can begin to grasp, when you can begin to glimpse how much God loves you and how much he values you, if you could glimpse that for a second, you would say to yourself, well, of course I can manifest anything. I'm so valuable. I deserve everything. So much of the reason that you are not manifesting, that you are not seeing in front of you the things that you're asking for is because you don't think you're, des- you're deserving of them. And that is a flawed premise that goes against everything that your source truly is because your source loves you unconditionally more than you even can comprehend what unconditional love is. Your source, your God, however you name that, him, her, or it, how you name it doesn't matter. The point is that source loves you so much. And if you could glimpse it, you would understand how magical, how valuable, how powerful you are, and nothing would be difficult for you anymore. That's my time. Remember, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. I'm trying to get you to think for yourselves. I love you guys. Come back next week. We'll talk some more.